Hey guys, it's Aria, and welcome back to another episode of Femme Bolden. Katie and I are super excited for today's topic because it's a topic that holds near and dear to our hearts, and we know you guys are going to relate to a lot of what we're saying. Um, we're going to be talking about weight stigma, body image, um, body perception, and what's considered beautiful in society. But before we dig into that, we just have a few housekeeping things to go over. So we're super excited to announce that we will be entering the New York Times annual podcasting contest. So stay tuned for a mini-sode or teaser clip in the upcoming future. And also, our website, fembolden.org, is up and running. We will be posting episode descriptions as well as outreach events and activism posts on there. So tune in for more Fembolden news. So today is a day in quarantine. <laughs> a lot of self-reflection. A lot of time to think about, you know, body image and like being on social media. So how's how's that going for you? Um, I've always noticed how on social media there have been lots of things to do with body image and how your body should look. But definitely over this quarantine, being on my phone more and just seeing because everyone has time to post things, say things a lot more time than usual. So a lot of those posts have magnified and it's just a lot. It is. It's always, like you said, it's always been a lot, but like with all this excess time and just, you know, time that we don't necessarily have structured activities, it's really hard to be in quarantine, especially because so many of our peers are like, I'm going to get skinny. I'm going to get small. I'm going to get fit for, um, you know, quarantine, which is it's good if you're doing it healthily, you know, I'm always rooting for that, like um, more physical fitness. That's always a great thing. But it definitely is hard seeing those posts all the time on top of like the normal mm-hmm. stuff that you see. Yeah, I will say social media is probably the biggest influencer of um body image and how you should look and causes a lot of body dysmorphia. And um. I am, like, really proud of everyone using this time to, like, work out and better your body. But there's also a lot of um, self-hatred. Like, I can see people posting, like, oh, I'm, I hate my body or I'm so sad. I'm never yeah. going to be skinny, like, as much as I work out, whatever. And it just makes me sad because I feel like a lot of our peers, especially have mindsets where they need to be skinny in order for like to be happy or to be content with themselves they need to be some type of weight and that's not the case like beauty doesn't come from your numbers on the scale or the size or shape of your body and it makes me sad that a lot of people our our age is really hard to deal with because we're developing growing into our bodies and like wearing different things than we did when we were kids that shows our bodies more so it's like you're acknowledging it more and paying attention to it more yeah and it's like going off of what you said about that like there is no amount of weight loss weight gain hair growth you know height that's gonna make you love yourself there's it's just not true you know Mm -hmm. you may become more healthy um you're more physically active and that you know 
has made it easier for you to love yourself. You have, have a more positive relationship with your body and your mind and your soul. But you didn't become happy because you lost right. weight. Like, that's just not how that works. And I think once you come, we all can come to terms with that. Um, there will just be, you know, an immense amount of self-love. And self-love, it's such a hard journey to be able to truly say that you love yourself um, despite any um, adversity with your image that may happen. Like, you know, if you cut your hair short or, like I said, you lose uh, a lot of weight or you gain a lot of weight or you get super tall or you just feel super, you know, out of place in your body to be able to say, like, I truly love myself. Mm -hmm regardless of the circumstances is really 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 hard but I think it's such um a beneficial journey to go on with yourself I think it's such a reflective thing and I think it really is beautiful and necessary for all people and going off of self-love I think the best way to help yourself lose weight is to first love yourself and your body and like how you look Mm -hmm. now and not necessarily wanting to change that just for your happiness but because you like that is something you are set on doing like a goal that you want to achieve not just because oh I need to lose weight and then I'll be happy no if you're happy now you'll be and like you lose weight you'll like nothing will change you won't have this oh I look ugly or whatever like if you like yourself now regardless of change you will like love yourself and and I think it's just important to psychologically kind of uh, in a psychological perspective I guess to say do it go about weight loss and a fitness journey with the mindset not of if I lose x amount of pounds or if I gain x amount of pounds I will love myself um, rather think of it like I love myself so much that I'm going to make myself the most physically fit person yeah. possible you know I love myself enough to not um you know be unhealthy I love myself enough to encourage this positive thing that will come out of it because you can lose weight unhealthily just as much as you can gain weight unhealthily you can lose it unhealthily starving yourself is not healthy it's not a beneficial actually it's a counterproductive because once you do start eating again, which you will have to do eventually because the other option is death, once you do start eating again, your metabolism is going to be slower. Mm-hmm. It's not going to, you know, your anorexia is not a beautiful thing. And it's it's something that is, is romanticized yeah, so it much. Really is. And like something that I saw that really uh, stuck with me. I forgot where I saw it was once when a big girl, a bigger girl, a plus size girl loses weight. It's a success story, but let a smaller girl have done it in the same manner, the same unhealthy manner. She would be sent to a hospital. And that just shows you weight stigma in our society Mm -hmm. and how like, big bigger people are inherently unhealthier and uh, losing weight in any um in any way for bigger people is going to be seen as a positive thing which is just not it's not beneficial right. you shouldn't you know applaud 
someone losing weight unhealthily just because they lost mm-hmm. weight. I also really notice I mean, wow. I also don't really like the term um plus size because like I've yeah. seen on all of like the like Fashion Nova, they'll have like plus size like clothes that are in plus size or whatever and it's just like why do you need to label them as plus size models why can't they just be a model like everyone else why do they have to like say oh well you're bigger so we'll call you a plus size model like yes i understand that what they're doing is trying to incorporate all people but that's just in my opinion not the way to do it like why do you have to make a comparison between models and it's I can I probably there probably is a lot of um body dysmorphia between those like in the modeling business with those labels yeah. because it's just why can't everyone just be labeled or well not be labeled I just I don't get it and it's upsetting yeah like we talked about a little bit with Tamara on like the representation episode and like the dangers of modifiers and like how that affects people because like you said why is it a model and then a plus size model you know what i'm saying like that's why is that normalized why is it that when you know you look up pretty girl you're not going to see women of color primarily and especially not black women you have to put that modifier Mm -hmm. pretty women of color pretty black girls and that's although those are not the same kind of topic, they are similar in the aspect that modifiers affect how people identify mm-hmm. themselves. Because when society thinks that models, to, in order to be a model, you have to be from zero to four, mm-hmm. size zero to four. After that, you're plus size. You're not a model. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? There is, it's a, you're a different kind of model. You're a different category. And I think categorizing is so dangerous because... No one, although the term plus size is does not have a negative connotation in that it's not using negatively um, negative words such as you know fat has a negative connotation right. or it's you know what I'm saying it's not like that but still plus size as a modifier is the way that our society has put um labels upon people it's like you don't want to be you don't want to shop in the plus size sec you don't want to and i just think that sucks i think it's i think it is good like you said like oh there's plus size clothing because then people who are um larger kind of feel they don't have to yeah they feel you know um incorporated Mm -hmm. into beauty and fashion and stuff nonetheless it's like why? Why is it regular clothes and then plus size mm-hmm. clothes? You know what I'm saying? Like that's just, just odd. Yeah. Um. I've also read a lot of articles about models who have been told, like, already skinny women who have been told, "Oh no, you need to like lose weight. You need to be bone, like bone thin. You need to, like, drop down a size." And it's just like the fact that someone can tell someone that, like. Yeah, you like you need to lose weight. Like that can like break someone. Generally, like right. they can sit there and starve themselves. It could like cause an eating disorder and just actual unhealthy things that lead to death, like you were talking about before. And it's just scary. 
especially for young girls around our age to be so worried about that because at the end of the day we're all trying to just get through college get our jobs and go on about our lives like we are not worried about oh like I need to be the thickest I need to have the skinniest waist like that will not matter in the end and it's just not something we should so like be so focused on sorry go ahead no you're fine and like I think it's really important because um we are in no way saying that social media is a bad Mm -hmm. thing uh anything like we've said a thousand times in moderation is good especially because we are a social media platform primarily so we are in no way saying like delete social media we hate social media but we are recognizing that with social media young girls see you know the body image um norms you see the like the whole thigh gap craze mm-hmm. that that was the going thing. that was such a big thing and like for me for people who don't know me like i have large <laughs> thighs like i always have like it's so for me like seeing that it's like you not only am i so far for one th- from what they were saying um was pretty in that aspect you just felt like out like because although body shaming can happen in all body types society has in modern days and will always if we continue to normalize the things that are con- um, unhealthy and just normalize uh, being thin as what's beautiful no one is ever going to be rude to a thin person like no one is ever going to in the grand scheme of things going to say like you are unhealthy and disgusting and piggish (laughs) and gross because you're thin like and obviously I'm not speaking to like nuanced examples like obviously there are there are always exceptions in anything Mm -hmm. but holistically speaking right bigger people are going to get the brunt end of the the um the body kind of hate and uh, negativity that goes around that's just that's just how it is because at least for thin people you never you oftentimes don't hear people telling bigger people that oh you should model even if they are like beautiful mm-hmm. and even though uh, beautiful is so subjective even if they are what society would deem to be beautiful, they're going like they will tell a thin girl you should model right. before they tell a, a a bigger girl or a guy. Yeah. Um, it happens, and that's just so hard. Like it's just just like we've said those little things that subconsciously affect you so much, and your body image and body perception is just so it's so hard for everyone and especially um, adolescents. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, body um, image also goes for guys, too. Like, there's a lot of um, things in media that try to, like, invalidate men and, like, their yeah. feelings. And, well, that's a whole other thing about men and their emotions and how they act. But also, like, these issues can't um, affect them. Like, the media has really kind of tried to influence men that they like don't have mental health issues that they don't they can't have emotions or they're weak and like all of these things don't affect them and it's also 
it's like it happens in guys too like anyone hating on someone else's body is um body shaming and it bothers me because no person has the perfect body like there's that doesn't exist there's not one single person on this earth with the perfect body so no one no one should be able to judge someone else for how they look because maybe it's uncontrollable like yes if you eat more you can gain weight but a lot of people are born with the certain metabolism that they have or the body shape that they have and that's not something they can change so there's no reason to tell someone to change their body or lose weight or gain weight because it's not ours and i think it's important if you are being body shamed by peers parents um or just anyone that's surrounding you um like understand that no one has the the authority and the jurisdiction to tell you what's beautiful and what's not. No one can tell you that you're not beautiful. It could be, you know, the world's most beautiful woman of 2020. She still doesn't get to tell you that you're not beautiful in any way. And I'm not saying she would. I'm just, you know, hypothetically speaking. And like like you said, you have to, you have to go on a self-love journey. You have to reflect on yourself. You have to continually... Um, reiterate those positive affirmations to yourself every day, every day, perpetually just telling yourself that you are beautiful. Even if you don't feel that beautiful that day, but say, but I am beautiful. She's beautiful. Everyone's beautiful. Like, I don't, there, uh, this is a controversial statement. Everyone is beautiful in their own right because A, beauty is subjective. What I find beautiful, you may not find, you may find repulsive. Mm. And that's okay. But don't, you don't, like I said, no one has the authority to tell other people what is pretty, what's not. And like, this kind of steers a little bit off the topic, but we're going to get back, back on the track. <laughs> Just like, if you follow me on my Instagram at Aria Joy with three eyes, I made a post that um, no one needs makeup and it's not a flex because so many girls we're going around and posting, you know, about, but I don't need makeup, big flex. And I'm like, it's not a flex because no one needs makeup. Right. How do you determine who needs makeup and who does it? That doesn't make sense. That is a fundamentally flawed statement. There is no determining factor. Like, you can say you have asthma, you need an inhaler. <laughs> you don't get to say... I don't like your face. You need makeup. Like what? That doesn't make sense. And stop, you know, enforcing this negativity and spreading these societal standards that, oh, she's natural. She's pretty. She's thin. So she's pretty. She's fit. So she's Mm -hmm. pretty. That's just not how that works. And it's we've said it a thousand times. It's so damaging. It's so damaging. And I know you guys can relate to it. I know. Everyone of every age group has felt insecure within their body at some point, mm-hmm. and especially our age group with social media and seeing not only are you insecure, you know, when you're looking in the mirror in the morning, you're insecure when you go on Instagram and you see all these super thin or super beautiful or, um, you know, super 
kind of like these revered women for their beauty and men too and it's hard to be you oh i wish i was her i wish i was Mm -hmm. that sin i wish blah 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 but like going back to what we said earlier you need to love yourself there i promise you i can i can assure you that there is nothing no body modification made no um uh naturally or through surgery that is going to make you love yourself Mm -hmm. none even if it is a temporary fix ultimately you are not gonna go to bed every single night for the rest of your night after you lose 10 pounds and say i love myself because i lost this weight Mm -hmm. that's just not how that works yeah um one thing that helps me uh i have like a little board where I can write notes, like a dry erase board where I can write stuff. And I try to write positive things like, oh, remember you're beautiful. Or remember, like, um, to love yourself and all of that. And just enforcing that in your mind is, like, very helpful. And you will know when you love yourself. Like, if, yeah. you, um, if you love yourself, no one or nothing will be able to tell you um something about your body or just something negative about yourself with and affect mm-hmm. you you will take it with a grain of salt like you'll be like okay and move on because if you love yourself that is the strongest love that you will have is the love for and yourself. recognize no go ahead i'm sorry no, go ahead I'm, i was done so like like i said recognize that anyone who is hurting enough to bring you down to that extent is does not love themselves why why waste your um, virtue patience and stillness and inner peace on trying to argue with someone who isn't at peace with themselves and I know that's such an intuitive thing to say like she's being mean so she must not like herself but it's the truth and it's a hard it's easy to say that it's easy to teach that it's easy to understand that but it's hard to practice Mm -hmm. it and once you do start practicing it, once you do start practicing true, unconditional self-love, there will be no one, no one that can truly break your inner mm-hmm. peace and your inner love. It may be a temporary like, oh, is she right? But you'll get right back on track. Yeah. Right after you, right after you have that initial thought of, wait, am I really fat? Am I really too skinny? <laughs> Am I really too tall or too short? Right after that, like, you're just going to be like, that was, okay, no, <laughs> I'm beautiful. <laughs> right. They're, they're, and, and, you, and after you recognize that, then, and you don't have to say it to them, but just hope that that person once finds the peace that you um, have found. Yeah. And also understand that every single day um, of your self-love journey and after is not going to be like this. I love myself every single second and I don't, I'm never insecure and I'm always happy about my body, my face, my hair, my nails. That's not true. There's going to be days when you're like, oh, I don't feel cute right now. Like I look rough Mm -hmm. or like, oh, I wish I didn't wear this today. And that's fine. Like, but just being able to truly be like, oh, I don't, I don't feel cute today. But that doesn't mean you're not cute. That's you're just like recognizing like today is not my day, but tomorrow will be. And the day after that will be. Mm -hmm. That's just, you know, how it is. And 
I think it's so important that while we are in quarantine to be reflective, be introspective, be able to go on this self-love journey with yourself. And it's going to be beautiful and painful and odd and extraordinary. It's going to be something you've never, you know, fully gone through. And I'm not, you know, the the self-love goddess. Like, I'm still... (laughs) going through that too but mm-hmm. once I just really went oh I would catch myself on Instagram oh I look like I wish I looked like her I'm mm-hmm. like no I'm stuck with me for the rest of my life I will never be her now right. if there's one thing that is true is that I will never be this person and she will never be me so you can either um and I know this is, is kind of harsh and, and brazen but you can either wallow in self-doubt and self-pity and and self-hatred or you can recognize the truth of the situation. Like I said, if anything, if anything is true in this world, is that you will always be you until the day that you die. You will never be someone else. Mm-hmm. I was born alongside someone else, and I will never be that person. Mm-hmm. Ever. Ever. Not a day in my life will I be him. Or my sister, or my parents, or my friends, or you, or any of the listeners. That will never happen. And like I said, this is all... um intuitive it's all simple it's not uh the most complex you know philosophical things uh that we've talked about and will talk about but it's the truth like right um yeah we just really want to encourage you guys to love yourself because it's just painful for others to watch someone break down in self-hatred like that i've seen that in people and it hurts whether it's you or someone that you love it it's sad and we want to be able to be people that you can reach out to if you feel like you need help with this or just need some words of encouragement because we have gone through the same things and we are here to bond and to help you guys right and if, if there's one thing we want you to resonate with you all for the rest of the day if not you know forever is that beautiful isn't a size mm-hmm. that there's there is no um you know standard and size that's gonna tell you like this is what's pretty this is what's not so like you said beautiful is not a size you are beautiful regardless of what you look like what you smell like how intelligent you are you are beautiful you are worthy and you are you're perfect you all are so thank you guys for listening this was such a deep uh heartfelt topic that we know um we we've wanted to talk about for a really long time and we can't wait for you guys to hear this episode again tune in every monday to fembolden fembolden is a teen-led podcast where we discuss a variety of topics surrounding femininity social activism and adolescence we want to encourage other young women to use their voices to call out issues within their community and on a global spectrum we appreciate all of our support and believe that feminism should be open to all genders